This is an ABC podcast. Would you swipe left on someone who was bad with money? Say they have no savings or are always buying pointless crap or are racking up a stack of credit card debt. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they never want to spend money on fun, are super frugal and wouldn't lend anything to a mate in need. I know lots of people are doing it pretty tough right now, so it's fair that our finances aren't in the best shape. But if you're dating to find a long-term partner, should you look for someone with the same money values as you? Hey, Nat Tenchich here, and on this episode of The Hookup, we're talking finances and dating, how early you should have that awkward convo about Dosh, and whether compatible money values lead to a more successful relationship. So it does sound pretty harsh, but when it comes to who you want to smash, you do really think about cash. We asked you on The Hookup Instagram, and three out of four people said they're turned off by someone who is shit with money. Here's what you told us about how you feel about the financial habits of your matches. So for me personally, money isn't a huge deal breaker, but when it comes to relationships, I would prefer to be with someone who doesn't enable my worse spending tendencies and who is just a good influence around me in terms of finances, like willing to go halves, willing to save, that kind of thing. I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so it's become a source of great anxiety and focus for me. It is so important to me that my partner values and understands the importance of having a secure financial future, not only for me, but for our joint future together. My ex took advantage of my high paying job. He basically sat at home smoking weed and playing video games and it was supposed to be job hunting. It honestly just like made me lose respect for him and I could never get it back. Broke up after five years together. My partner and I have been together for almost five years and when we first started dating, he had never saved any money in his life since working. So we had to talk about how to save and how to still have fun, learning how to budget and um, working on it together. And when we did fall, out of budget, you know, we didn't criticise each other, it was just reality and um, we kept communicating and supporting each other and now we're halfway to our deposit and we're really excited for the future. If they have reckless spending habits, that would definitely be a massive red flag for me because if I'm looking for a future with that person, I need security, like that is such a big thing for me, like I need to know, especially in a partner, security is like everything. I also think that it can just cut so many issues along the way like if you both don't have the same outlook on money that would freaking suck if you had fallen into this like you know partnership which is you deemed to be perfect and then along the way you find out that you both have different values in finances that would be so shit i'm not saying you're a gold digger but you have needs and financial independence is something that research shows we really care about Look, I think there are a lot of people out there who would turn around and say that I'm not too concerned about how much money they make or, you know, what are the kind of status symbols they may have, etc. The reality is, is that status resources is one of the characteristics upon which we make decisions about the people we're attracted to. 
That's Dr. Jerry Karansis, an associate professor in psychology at Deakin Uni. He studies human relationships and in particular what we find attractive in a mate. And material security is actually hugely attractive. It's one of the top three traits we look for in a potential match. By status and resources, we're not talking about, you know, big bank accounts, etc., etc. What we're talking about is just that someone seems to have a steady job. They've got their lives together because, again, in thinking forward, you want a stable environment to go on and have a long-lasting relationship with, potentially have kids or whatever. You don't want to be destitute. You don't want to be with someone who's irresponsible with money where you're always struggling for where the next paycheck comes from. Like That's that's not a good life, right? It can be really hard. We all go through it sometimes, but the idea that that would be consistently what you'd be experiencing is really rough. So... On some level, we are evaluating people on that. We may not be to start with, but over the course of kind of initiating the relationship and getting to know them better, it does become a bit of a thing that you will discriminate on, if that makes sense, right? Sounds pretty legit to me. Whether we're aware of it or not, money matters. Psychologist Dr. Glenn Hosking says if you feel differently about Muller to your date, it's unlikely to work out. If your attitudes are, are not aligned to some extent, you know, they don't have to be a, a perfect match, it, it might cause problems. You know, sometimes we say opposites attract, and, you know, in some ways it kind of does. But uh, what we generally find with money opposites doesn't really attract. So if it's such a big factor in attraction, what do someone's financial habits and attitudes actually say about them as a potential match? On our Instagram, 80% of you said you believe that money behaviours are a sign of other negative qualities about a potential partner, like not being responsible. Finance educator Queenie Tan, who helps young people with money on her socials as Invest with Queenie, says this holds some truth, but it can also change. I think that there's there are two types. I think there are some people that maybe they they kind of know and they want to get better. And then there are some people that just have no idea. And I think that it's important, you know, when we are meeting people and maybe we do see that maybe they're putting themselves in financial stress, bad financial situations. Like I think it's also, I don't know, I feel like I'm always that person that is is trying to help people and trying to say, hey, maybe maybe this is something that you can do to to help with your finances. Have you thought about saving money? Have you thought about looking at these resources? Um, But at the end of the day, I think it just comes back down to we really just need to think about what's right for us, what what we want to see in a potential partner in the future. Are these qualities something that align with us? And is this, if they don't, is this person open-minded enough to perhaps, you know, try to uh, meet us halfway or try to get on the same page with us with our money. I am curious, though, um, as to what sorts of money, like behaviours or attitudes, we should look out for as potential red flags, Queenie. Do you have any that you think, if you see that in someone, um, definitely run? (laughs) Oh, I think that, I think people that just... um, you know, just want to avoid the situation of money altogether and just don't want to talk about it, do not want to um, look at the situation. I think that's definitely a red flag. And that's very different from somebody who's saying like, hey, look, I know that, you know, maybe it hasn't been so good over the past couple of years, but I'm willing to learn and I'm trying to change. I think that, yeah, I think the red flag for me is when people are just set in their ways, they don't want to change, they don't want to look at the situation and they just do not want to talk about money altogether. 
Glenn says our financial habits in adulthood often form in childhood, so they can say a lot about who we are and the way we were raised. Well, it's probably no surprise that, like many things, uh, a lot of uh, our financial habits and a lot of our financial behaviours can be modelled by our family or can be learned by people who have been influential in our uh, formative years. And so a lot of our financial spending and habits and saving is often something that uh, we learn quite early on. And what that can often mean is that they can be well-practiced habits. And so, uh, you know, we might have a frustration in a relationship that we start in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s. Um, But it's really important to appreciate that often the habits that might be frustrating for us uh, in a relationship is something that the person uh, learned as a young person and has practiced uh, over time. Of course, all behaviours are malleable and uh, anything that is learned can be unlearned um, or relearned, but uh, that's what we generally know, that the habits are established early on. While it can feel materialistic or snooty to think this way, compatibility of financial attitudes is really important to the success of a relationship. According to CanStar's 2021 Love and Money report, 31% of breakups are caused by clashes over cash. Glenn says when you're intertwining your life with someone else, it helps to be on the same page about money. Look, I think that it is an important element of this. I think that uh, essentially if a couple is incompatible or has um, completely different views on money, uh, that that's likely to cause problems in the relationship. Uh, One of the things we know about relationships is that arguing about finances and arguing about money is one of the most common problems that occurs in relationships. And so if there are completely different values about money and about finances, then it can be a real recipe for conflict and recipe for problems uh, in the relationship. Just like if there were competing attitudes on monogamy or competing attitudes on children, (laughs) you know, any kind of relationship where there are completely different attitudes about whatever it is, is likely to cause difficulty. So it stands to reason that you want to sort this stuff out early. So how do you actually bring it up with a new date? Because even though we care about money behaviours a lot, we really suck at talking about it. If you've ever been told it's rude to ask how much someone earns or to look away when someone's checking their bank account, you might be feeling it's a bit taboo to bring up finances, especially on a date. Queenie says we need to get over this stigma. I think that we have being brought up to not want to share things about money. It's a very, very personal topic. And I think that as adults, we've kept that with us. We're very guarded about money and we don't like talking about it with people and we feel kind of ashamed about it. And I think that that also bleeds through into our relationships with people. And sometimes we might want to open up to our partners and talk to them about money, but it can be really difficult. And it can be really difficult to know when to start doing that as well. Glenn says when it comes to sussing your date's financial feels, to keep the conversation casual and philosophical. It's not about how rich or poor someone is right now. It's about whether their attitudes and goals match yours. One of the things about relationships is that early on in a relationship, we self-disclose. 
And so there's this kind of process that relationships generally move through where we start to express our beliefs and thoughts about a whole range of things, whether it be politics, whether, like I said before, it might be uh, thoughts about children, it might be thoughts about monogamy, it might be thoughts about sex. And it's these kinds of moments where I think it's really important to open up and have that discussion around finances. Now, uh, you know, a lot of the conversation has been sort of saying, you know, I could never date someone who's bad with money or whatever, but we've got to also appreciate that sometimes it can work the other way. There might be somebody who finds it really hard because their partner is really focused on money and really wants to save a lot of money and doesn't want to spend any money. And uh, and that there can be those kind of differing views and differing kind of values. And so we've got to be really open here that there's no rule book about how finances work in in relationships. But one of the important things is to have those open discussions to see how aligned your values are with the values of uh, a potential partner. I I agree that what we were saying before that if someone's particularly impulsive with money, um, it's unlikely that uh, that impulsivity is not going to spread into other areas uh, of their life or other aspects of their life. And so money can certainly tell us some things um, about the person. They don't tend to just be kind of in isolation and only about money. But those kinds of conversations do need to start, I think, in those beginning stages uh, of a relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that there's conversations about how much do you earn or what do you want to spend your money on, but rather just gauging and getting an idea around those kinds of attitudes around money are important. You know, you can have this kind of conversation at any point. But yeah, it doesn't, I don't think that uh, it's really ever helpful to have it being a defining aspect of a relationship. It's one part of your relationship. And um, just like you're getting to know someone or you're uh, having conversations about a broad range of topics, it's one topic uh, and it's one aspect of that. And, And I think it should be a relaxed approach in that kind of way. So it can be easier to have this convo than you think. Give it a go. Rip off that Band-Aid in um, a chill way. (laughs) So yeah, if you don't want to end up paying for everything in a relationship, or if you want to be with someone who doesn't stress about splashing a bit of cash, you should probably have that chat and think about it now. Queenie says it doesn't make you a dick, it makes you pragmatic. Money isn't everything. I think that we heard in one of the clips, somebody said there are a lot more things that are more important than money. And I completely agree. There are more things that are important than money. But I think that once you get to a certain baseline of kind of income and savings and comfort, that's true. The more money that you make, it doesn't necessarily make you happier. But when you're struggling to make ends meet, when you don't have enough money in your life, when um, when you're stressed about money, that's when it can be a real tension point I think in the relationship and that's why I think money is important and especially if we want to you know achieve all of our life goals or do the things that we really want to do in life Um, for example like maybe if we want to buy a home one day maybe if we want to just you know live a comfortable life and go on a few holidays every now and again money is important because we needed to do those things. So don't feel bad about it it's totally natural to think and ask about a potential partner's financial habits That investment that you make now is going to help your future relationship pay dividends. Get it? It's like a money joke. 
But also remember that it's not the be-all and end-all and not everyone's going to be so intense about this. So look for someone who feels the same way as you. Glenn says you got to know your own deal breakers. There's no blanket rule. You know, for some people, there, there will be deal breakers uh, in a relationship, but that just depends on their particular values. And for some people, money might be, you know, a particular money habit, financial habit might be a deal breaker in a relationship, just like it might be a deal breaker if uh, someone wants children or doesn't want children or whatever it might be. I hope that's helped. If you know someone who stresses a lot about money or someone who needs a bit of advice about some cash incompatibility in their relationship, send them this podcast. Also rate and review us on your preferred podcast app. And of course, we got the suggestion for this topic from a listener like you. So if you have a question, a love or sex or relationship dilemma we can help with, DM us on Instagram at triple J the hookup or email the hookup at triple J.net.au. It's been a pleasure as always, and I'll catch you next week.